0: A little wider. Hall, back for Marshall, the footwork the footwork, Marshall, now the the footwork again, away from Pichy, welcome back ladies and gents to another episode of the Supercoach tragics podcast i'm your host dan coach ob donk. fresh off another par round for me uh, due to my low rank, it ended up jumping up 6,000 places, which is fantastic. I uh, managed to claw back uh, yeah, a bit of space there. So, moving in the right direction. On the other end of the scale, moving in the wrong direction. Glenn, mate, a uh, bit of a mixed week for you, mate. You got to meet up with us face to face, which was probably the highlight of your week. And then Super Coach gave you a kick in the pants.
1: Yeah, I think it's a rubbing some of that juju off on me, boys. It <laughs> might have might, might hurt me. I, I actually swapped the VC off Cook. Um, on to May, I think that was my biggest flaw there. I mean, I don't do that, and I, I mean, I only dropped 2k, it's still the 6k, which is a lot further behind than I usually am at this time of the year. But mm. it is what it is. I'm pre- I feel pretty comfortable with my side though,
0: and yeah, I could hear, mate. So I reckon, um, yeah, it's still only early days, we can all move forward. Like I said, I'm, I'm still 39,000, so I've got plenty of rec- I'm way still way behind you, mate. So, yeah. and uh, back with us once again, we have Broad. It's a tough week, not only for the Brisbane Broncos, but for the Broads Broncos. Um, and how are you going to claw back, mate?
2: Yeah, I've got a couple of little pods going, um, so we'll mix it up a bit this week, go back to what I'm good at, um, risk it for the biscuits. So I Hopefully, it, this time next week, I'll, uh, I'll be uh, talking about some positives.
0: Hmm. Well, hopefully, uh, those little pods of yours, mate, will be in the most traded in the week after. So, just obviously, mean he's done the right thing. So, all right, guys, uh, first thing is first, let's move on to the news. So, Glenn, well, what news have we had this week, mate? A fair bit out there?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit out there. So, um, starting off, with, we've got the dogs have been struck down with COVID. They went out to dinner and apparently, so four that I know of is Naden Averillo, Sia guy, and Hoffman are definitely out. But I watched NRL 360 tonight, and they're saying that there's 12 players short of their starting side. I don't know if that's all related to COVID, but it's something we definitely need to watch. And they're talking about loaning players and teachers and all sorts of people coming in to play this round. So that's that. Um, We've also got, um, oh yeah, Kevy swings the axe at the Broncos in the spine area and he brings in Pakes into the nine position, uh, TMM to the fullback position, um, Gamble into the sixth position and Walters jumps to the pine. And uh, also Farmworth, he's returned uh, due back as well. It's supposed to be round seven, but he didn't come back, did he? Um, uh, Breton Okora returns for the Sharks and uh, Katoa. Uh, Talakai retains his centre wing position and Ikevulu looms in the um, extended squad, so just watch out for that with uh, those buying Talakai. Um, Tapau and Shustaf could be back next round, so that'll be interesting. Um, turbo round nine and ten. Uh, with the Storm, J-Brom and K-Brom return to the Storm. James Tenua Brown is on the extended bench for the um, Cowboys. S. Russell could return round eight or 10. Tahoe round nine or 10. Latrell round 13 had more work done on his knee, cleaned out. So just be cautious on Tate's uh, owners. I still think he's a buy uh, before round 13, but we'll talk about that. TKA returns for Roosters to the bench. Lodge returns for Warriors. Um, and here's two other things. So Milford has finally joined the, the Knights and he's um in their training squad, but he's been asked by the NRL to do a four-week um, course of some kind, which I don't quite agree with, but that's another topic. And then the final one is Andre Ponga says sorry and the deal is back on. So Ponga signed today a five-year deal at uh, $5 million bucks. I assume that's $1 million a season. So the Knights are happy and they've got their man. Are
0: they really happy though? That's right <laughs> uh, He did turn back Pretty good uh, effort last oh, week So um, I'll be, I won't be hard on him Maybe uh, maybe all this uh, News in the background about contracts And everything has been getting to him And uh, I think maybe there was some stuff done last week That may have finalised everything And he played pretty well last week It was good to watch
1: It was good to see him play I think uh, I don't agree that Pong was worth a million on the field That's me personally But I think he's worth a million to the club because the, the things that uh, the things that he does outside of the club, you know, what he brings to the um, revenue that he brings to the club, and pro- possibly draw other players to the club. So in that benefit, uh, I guess he's a you know it's a good signing for him.
0: Yeah, um, the, the local cafe in Newcastle will be very happy. We back buying his strawberry milkshakes anytime soon. So uh, good it's all business. Good, because
2: the uh, Dolphins are getting that desperate that I think I'm getting the call up. So. <laughs> Got no you,
0: one else going there. You wanted to head up to Brisbane, didn't you? Maybe uh <laughs> yeah,
2: gotta be better that, than that than super coach.
0: <laughs> That's it, mate. All good. All right, let's uh start moving on to the most traded ins this week. So um uh, on the top of the list here, we have Taf, uh, hundred 210k on his third game. Yeah, I agree with this. I think it's a good trade-in, Brod. Yeah, I think Taf's a good
2: one. Um, obviously it depends on who you're trading out. Most of us are going uh, Teddy, I presume. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's going to make some money. He's got that spot for another, what, five, six weeks. Um, The good draw that we all know Sousa got. So, and kicking. So, should be good.
0: Yeah, um, I I do agree as a trade in. But yeah, I think the toughest part, Glenn, I think you'll agree as well, is that it's just who to trade him for. Like, um, I got Schneider there, who would seem to be ideal to trade him to. But when you think like he's playing the buy around, he's still got money to make. Um, Teddy is just awkward because he, we know what he can do he just hasn't been doing it so your thoughts there Glenn?
1: Yeah well I mean we'll talk more about those trades that uh, everyone are doing to get to TAF. I, I understand the concept of getting Taft to get to Cleary and I think if that's what people are doing then I don't mind it I still think they should tre- tread with caution that he will only play up until round 13 but I mean he should make nice money he's in a ceiling side you know there's a lot to like about him i think and um i, I just i've had some insane ones today where people are saying they're going to trade out uh hinds to him Pats to him and i'm like that's just madness I, I i get i mean i just want to go on record that we said last week on this pod get taff and every other pod code said don't do it so when they all <laughs> say this week do it just remember tragic said it first <laughs> also
0: remember that uh if he does crap this week, we didn't say anything. All right, so <laughs> All right guys, next on the list, uh, no surprises here. Um, Cleary, number two, 902,000. Uh, honestly, I'm struggling to get him in, but I'm ready to break everything I can to get him in. Broad?
2: Yeah, same, mate. I don't think I'm going to go destroy my team for this one week um, to get him in. Uh, I've got a couple of other moves happening in the background, um, which frees up a little bit of cash. Um, so if he doesn't climb too much next week, I'll, I'll jump on then, or or I'll look what's happening around. So, but yeah, we all know Cleary I think Clery and um and Grant will be the two ones that don't probably lose cash this year. Go up and down. I think they'll be the ones that stay around their spot. So it's a good move.
0: Yeah. So um I think I'm in the same boat as you. Where I know his um, break evens 84 so like I don't see him getting 150 again he might get 100 and still go up a little bit so uh, I literally can't get him in this week the only way I can do it is if I trade out someone to almost enough and I just don't think I can justify that um, especially that someone I'll be trading out is a buy player as well so it's um, too hard to do I might have to stick to my original guns and wait till after the buy rounds Glenn your thoughts mate
1: well, yeah, so my halves are Hines and Moses. And one of the reasons that I owned Moses was so that I could make the money to get to Cleary. you just got to own Cleary. The gap between Cleary and the next half is just incredible, to be honest. He's base, goal-kicking, ceiling side. He gets the uh, unicorn points. I mean, he's just one of them players you really need to own. I, I know a lot of people this week are going Teddy to Cleary, and, um, but and, and it's, some people have got Snyder there. I mean, it, it's difficult to get from Snyder to Cleary. And I, as I said, the reason I got to Moses, so was that transition to him was easier to do. But I don't agree with breaking your sides to get Cleary, but I would look at people at, mate, if you can't do it in one swing this week, be patient and do it in two. You know, um, don't go breaking your sides, you know, just still rob a bit of Peter and Paul and, you know, try and get there without doing too much damage.
0: Yeah, I think... um i like to get him in but I want to say to everyone right now I know we've seen what Cleary can do um, but we also saw what he did in the first two games and he's had one massive game and everyone's breaking their sides to get him in after one massive game I'm not here to talk down Cleary we all know he's the best yeah. um, but I think there could be a bit of a jump in the gun here as well because I think they're um, like my original plan was to wait until after the buyers and I'm probably going to regret that I'm not going to lie um, but I think I'm going to stick with that I don't see his price going up much more i think it will be about the same um the only thing i'll be missing there is the points i reckon so um and when you have someone like Hines there I, I still think that Hines is going to be up and down as well but also have similar points the gap won't be as big as it was last year between him and the second best half which is heinz so i might have to just yeah, stick with that and like broad's doing free up a bit of cash week by week and get him in when i can so i don't have to break my team
2: And really, he should be out this week anyway with that disgusting tackle. But you know,
1: yeah,
2: we're weird as a side. Um, been should have been everyone's biggest purchase next week, not this week.
0: Yeah, might get some chips for that salt for you there, mate. Um, all right. Uh, next on the list, we have stags. Um, this one hurt me a lot because I, on a different note, I held for feeder thinking, oh, you know, he's going to come good, but I sold stags and the. Two hours after I sold Stags, he went nuts. So um, I want to bring him back in. Uh, I think I can get him in a lot easier uh, while still saving some cash. Um, your thoughts on Stags, Rod? Yeah, mate. Well, watch any
2: of the podcasts at the start of the season. I said get on Stags, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I was the only person that didn't start with Stags. <laughs> um, so obviously, I I was quite happy when he had that start of that little run where he didn't score any points. Um, and, yeah, I think he's one of the ones that you need in the center wing. I think I said, you know, he will be the highest center wing this year and he'll get there. He'll, um, he's just hitting his strides and I think they've worked out how to use him with A-Ray, so.
0: Yeah, um, the only, thing I, only concern I have here, which it may even benefit him, is the new halves combination that's happening at the moment with the Broncos. Glenn, your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I started the season with Stags as well. And then uh, the first three games I watched, it just wasn't going right. A-Ray was playing with Kelly and and playing this run-around role where they were just going left everywhere with Farmworth, um, you know, taking a lot of ball. But since Farmworth's been out and since Kelly's been out, stag has been getting a lot of ball. So I do have concerns, the new halves coming in. And the second one being is what happens when Farmworth's come back? Does he take that bulk of the possession again? But um, I'm jumping back on this week. He's got a negative 45 or around that number. I think it was break even. So it says to me that if you do want to get him, now's the time. And I'll just say one more thing. We were at that game and we were sitting at behind the goalpost. And every time the Broncos were down in that danger zone, they just looked so threatening with stags. He just, you know, he really is um, what, I, what I bought him for at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? He's you get clean ball to Stags. He's very hard man to stop one
0: on one. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that battle. I'll, after seeing uh, Targo at the start of the year versus what Stags was at the start of the year, it was almost going to be a, a clear defeat. You know, I think Targo would have smashed him, but then Stags came back and just stood up, and it was a great battle. Those two guys just went yeah. off. It was great to watch. Cool. Uh, next up, uh, in the 5'8 position, uh, fourth most traded in, we have Cam Munster. 679K. Um, i am not sure if he's a trade-in, but he's the, I reckon he's the end goal. And if you can get him in now, I think there's probably more important things to be getting in right now. Um, I already have him, so I'm pretty happy there. Your thoughts on that one, Glenn?
1: Um, so, at the moment, we've got one gun, one, one making money. And for me, that's Ilias. And so, mm. I'm going to allow Ilias to make a little bit more money. I mean, my at the moment, I've got into Moses and Brown. And and the objective obviously is to get to Munster, so that he is somebody I will be aiming for. But I don't think I'm going to touch Munster now until after the buy rounds. I just don't think the way that my side's been shaping, um, I I really need to keep them other spots open for money. But if I do, it'll be Ilias to Munster. I actually have close enough to the money to get him next week. The way that I with another trade of Josh King next week, so it, don't be surprised if I actually have Josh King next week as well. Ah, uh, sorry, um, uh, Munster. Mm. Yeah, you know, it depends on the people's sides. You know, I think that Clare is a higher proge- uh, priority than Munster, but um, if you don't have Brown or Munster, I'd be definitely getting one of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I like um the idea. I think this year we've noticed some of the trends. The uh, the teams up the top there, the ones with the best halves, the coaches with the best halves, are actually having the um the higher scores. So, I like the idea of trying to get to the, the best four halves in your team um, as soon as possible. And it seems to be work. It seems to be the right strategy. A lot of those teams may have stinged out in the second row, which would have worked out great for them this year. A lot of good value there. And um, yeah, like I said, those teams with the four best halves are killing it right now. We're just catching up. So, yeah, I don't mind this trade at all, as long as the rest of your halves are looking good. Broad, your thoughts on Munster? Yeah, well, I
2: can afford Munster this week, um, but I banked that cash uh at the moment uh, got something else going on in, in my little team uh i need to i need to make up points where i am now so munster will be my second 5-8 or he will be my main 5-8 but at the moment i'm uh just taking a little bit of a risk on something else that i see so
0: awesome well good next on the list uh this one here is the one that got away from me anyway is uh, Talakai at 592. Glenn, your thoughts on Talakai as the fifth most traded in player? Well,
1: mate, I'm so frustrated with Talakai. I actually mm. went, I sold for Fida to Firma and I was going to go Talakai. I literally put Talakai in my side. Then I took him back out again. And the reason I did it was A, Firma plays the buy round. And the second one, which was the more bigger one, was that um, there were players that were drew back drew back like Ikevalu and um Tracy? Was it Connor Tracy? Connor Tracy, yeah. Connor Tracy. And um, yeah, so I'm not convinced that he he holds that spot, but at the moment on merit he is, and he will also get jewels. So I mean, if you're in a position you can get Talakai this week, I, I still think it comes with risk, but I think it comes with good points. But just be aware that Talakai has had ups and downs. It can be a bit yo-yo-y, so I bet, but I really like what I see from the Sharks this year. I just think that Mulatalo or Katoa some of them others, Hines, Nikora you know, if I was going to be um, targeting Talakai at that price why not buy Brit Nikora who's assured that position on the other side.
0: Yeah, true Bro, I know you've you made your thoughts pretty clear about Talakai with me in the in the last few weeks Um, want to share with everyone else? Oh mate,
2: just hate it people got lucky mm. he kept, got brought in People jumped on him on that first week that he got named. Um, and I'm going to say that they're not the smartest super coaches and they jumped on him, not knowing about the job security and who the people were coming back. And now they're riding the wave of, you know, 250 odd K that they've made. Um, annoys me because, you know, the people that put in the, in the time and knowledge.
1: Yeah. Bad decisions get rewarded. Yeah.
0: That's right. Well, one of those things where it could be like the, an accidental Papali of last year, I reckon. So, but last year, I think a lot of people jumped on the Papali uh, knowing the security and they all they, they, take it lucky. I think they uh, saw how good he played and he maintained his spot. But yeah, Taylor Kite, I, I wish I was dumb enough to get him the first time. Oh that's wrong, to say. <laughs> so,
1: the scenario was different though with Pat last year. Madison went down and he was out for a while and he he was thrown into that second row spot, and the bench favoured that he play, he would continue to play it. Whereas this year with Talakai, we still have two genuine centre wings that can come back in into that side. But look, good luck to those that did. They've they've they're the ones that have kicked ahead of me this week while I've dropped back because I didn't have him at All Stags or Cleary. So mm. you know that's why I've dropped back. And, and sometimes it's them little decisions that reward you. You know, that if you look at the people that win Supercoach and go through some of their seasons, like I've done it and I've looked at it and I thought, what? Why would you do that? But it's paid off, you know? And I mean, so trust your gut sometimes, folks. That's
0: it. All right, that's the top five, traded in. Let's move into the traded it out. So, one more. Sorry?
1: There's one more in that list I think we should talk about, which is Lolo.
0: Yeah, I did see him. I think he was in the sixth spot there. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I like, I've had Lolo since the start. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and I was hoping what is happening now with his extra minutes and he's coming back to the way he was, I was hoping that was going to happen and I'll, I'll, I got rewarded for that, I believe. So, um, your thoughts on Lolo there, Ben?
1: Well, the reason I wanted to mention Lolo is because Lolo can be moved to front row now. And he, can all, he will also play in the first bye period. And you know that he's not eligible to play Origin. Um, he's averaging 72. And the other thing is, was it 72 minutes? or seventy I'm sorry I don't have those right numbers. But anyway, regardless, he's averaging really well. And um, one of the things about Lolo you'll notice is when the Cowboys are in close tight contests, he'll play bigger minutes. But I think the reason I wanted to mention him was that a lot of people are going IPAP-HAS. And HAS is going to play Origin and IPAP doesn't play to the second one. So you can't quite afford to get to that. Lolo is a very good play for a Josh King to Lolo, and then have him for that buy period, and then work your way to IPAP after round thirteen.
0: Good call, Ronald, do you start with Lolo as well, did you, mate? Yeah,
2: mate. Um, so yeah, I started with him. I just it was you know it was one of those risks that we all took at the start of the season. Uh, it was either going to pay off after. And you can see the goods after round two and, and a trade out or a trade in. Um, so that was one of the, the better ones we did. did. Yeah, and he's got the average there, Glenn, of his three round average is 72.3. So yeah, he's back probably. to his numbers. Yeah. Um, especially last week, you know, knocked out 86 um, at 71 minutes last week. So a really good, really good effort from him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I said it in the preseason podcast with um with Lolo. I said uh, it, it, everyone was saying that it was a risk bringing him in because of what happened last year. But I, I think my words were that it's like the most least risky risk you could ever take because if he the worst thing that would have would have happened this year is that he would have been as bad as he was last year. And what did he average last year? 50? 55.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like as, how is that a big risk? It's a risk with a bit of a safety barrier, a 55 average. So to me, it wasn't a risk at all. Um, it was just a, a very low, um, yeah, low room for error. So...
1: Yeah, i just mention one more thing too. You said we were going to talk about people that we might suggest people to get in. And one of the ones that's not high on that list that I think should be, if you don't have them, is Olakowatu. He's going to play also in that first buy. He's putting up really good numbers. Now, his floor's not as good. He doesn't really... I mean, he had 77 in one game in base. But I mean... He's more a tri-scoring second rower than you know workhorse. But I, I still think that um, you know, he's scored consistently well for me. And if you um looking for a second rower for the first bye, I would be jumping all over him.
0: Yeah, so it's only the one real Bad game you had, wasn't it, when he came off the field? There yeah, was obviously an issue there. It was only the one game. I think he got 39 points in that game or something. Yeah, that's right. But, um, that was the week that you brought him in, I'm pretty sure, as well. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, lucky he held on because he's been doing good. Like, the first two games, he was able to go 87, and then he gets that 39, and then back to where he was from the start. So, yeah, I, I do like that idea. Um, the other one I was looking at, I know it's a bit risky, and a lot of people will probably say no, but I mentioned you last week is that now that Angus Crichton has been named, uh, one to look out for. He's priced very lowly, around five hundred and twenty-seven thousand. I'm pretty sure he is or five twenty-three. So, um, if he does get that edge spot um, moving forward, I really like the idea of um, him being a trade because you won't get an Angus Crichton, an 80-minute Angus Crichton, for five twenty-three ever. So, something to keep an eye on.
1: And there's one other one that I wanted to mention. Sorry, uh, uh, which is Luki. So, I've had a, I get a lot of people messaging me about stuff. And one of the questions I got today was Lukey with question marks. And Mm. um, so what I'll say is his base is really good. And I really like Lukey. If you're trading up from a uh, down to him to get cash to do something else, my fear with Lukey is this, they've got um, Gilbert on the bench and that rotation has been a little uncertain. And that coach Peyton can be a little uncertain, but um, for those that ask me about Lukey, I don't hate it.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think I brought out a story about Lukey last week. One of his friends asked him for advice on Lukey. And he said, uh, should I trade him out? And he goes, no, nah, he's been named on the edge, mate. Keep him there. And then, uh, yeah, he busts out a pretty big score. So, yeah, uh, shout out to Todd there. I mean, I'm i not sure if he even listens. but. <laughs> so.
1: And he got Cook as well in BC, didn't he? Was that the same guy?
0: No, no, no.
1: This
2: one's a smarter one than that one, mate. <laughs>
0: he's a smarter one because he asked you for advice rather than making his own bad decisions. So <laughs> he's only about three
2: thousand, you know, thirty thousand positions above me. With, with my advice, so
0: <laughs> no, I love it. Well, is there any other trade-ins that you guys uh, might consider this week that aren't on the list?
2: No, I'll just talk about them next week when they go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, only only I not let my to head-to-head opponents hear <laughs> them.
0: Awesome. All right, let's move out of the trade it out guys. Uh, number one on the list, we have Teddy 748000 uh, he's due to lose about sixty K this week. Um, after all the money's was already lost. Um, I'm not sure on this one. It's mixed feelings. Like all the reports say I shouldn't be trading him out. Um, but I'm just I just can't uh, bring bring it to pull the trigger, Glenn.
1: If you're going Teddy to Cleary like I am, then there's some sense in it. Um, having said that, like some of the people that, I mean, or going Teddy to TAFE, I don't mind that either, if it's allowing you to get to Cleary. Um, look, in past, one of the common things that we've said year after year after year after playing suit coach is never trade out a proven gun. And Teddy is one of the guns of all time in super coach. But the problem is he's always been in a ceiling side and the Roosters just aren't that this year. And I think one of the bigger problems for them this year, and I still stand by it, what I said earlier was the switching of the halves left and right. I just think that that's really impacting the attack and stifling them in. And I don't think their forwards have got the same impact that they usually do either. Mm. So yeah, I, th- I-, I think he is a sell, sad to say.
0: Uh, Broad, you holding Teddy, mate? No, it's out for me, man. Mm. He
2: just, you know, and it's been all year. He just doesn't look like he, w- he was a player last year. Um. <laughs> You know, I'll probably buy him after Origin because, like most good players, you know, as soon as Origin's done, they kick in and they stay at that that height. So That's I'll true. sell him and then I'll look to bring him back after Origin. Him or him or Turbo, I think. I
0: mm. think yeah, the issue with like I, 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 I'm one of the guys that doesn't look at stats too often. I look at the eye test. That's how I kind of judge my team. And it's not like he's really come close to breaking many lines. It just doesn't seem like he just kind of looks a bit lost out there when he's doing his hit-up. So, they're going to have to trade him out. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'll protest the whole time. But um, I think it's a smart decision to do.
1: Can I just nail, uh, bring up a few points that I noticed? So, I, I go by numbers and I also go by eye test. And what I have noticed is these three things with Tedesco. So, firstly, in previous seasons, Tedesco picks the ball up from dummy half and takes them dummy half runs. Um, So there's base points that he picks up there. Secondly is the Roosters before this year were one of the best sides for putting on uh, set plays both left and right. And they involved that out-the-back play to Tedesco, who either then scores or passes out to the winger or in short to the um, second rower. But this year, Radley has impacted the middle. um, And they have this one play, play short to Satelli. And every time, even on the scrum sets, every time they just repeated the same play, um, set the line out the back, almost like a decoy play, and then play short to Satili. And and the oppositions are awake to that's what they're doing. And I felt last week, if they just had a plate out the back, even once, they may well have, um, you know, it may well pay off. So, look, I'll say selling Tedesco comes with huge risk. Mm. He, he will deliver, and I know he will. Um, it's just a, how long can we afford to wait? Uh, whilst other teams are not, I mean, there's, the sides that are leading this year have got one fullback. You know, I mean, pff, go figure.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? That's it. Yeah,
2: and you know, Kiri's done him no favors this year either.
1: No. Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, you know, they've got they've gone right. My halfback's back. Yeah. Let him do the work, and he has done nothing this year. Looks. Looks like you know the skeleton of what he was before he got injured. It's it's really sad to see.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, poor
0: Teddy, copping a lot of crap from us today. All right, let's move on to number two. Trade it out. which one surprised me a little bit. Was uh Coates four hundred twenty two. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's done. Um, I I, I I wouldn't like I said before. You don't you're not bringing Coates in for the base. You're bringing him in for matchups. And I think we mentioned a couple of pods ago that you need to earn the right to have those matchup luxury buys. So um, like someone like an AJ. Um, or even at, at a car. one of you gets a good run. But yeah, I think I just don't see, he's not showing much at the moment. The last few games have been pretty terrible. Didn't even get his break even with 30 last week. So, your thoughts on Coach Glenn?
1: I told everyone, we all told everyone at the start of the season, don't start Coach. And it was so frustrating for me because every round for the first few rounds, he was scoring tries, which was inflating his score. Then I was getting little messages that would just say Coach. You know, and I, that's all they'd say, coats, and nothing more. And then the week that he got 14, I sent one back that just said coats, And I was Press like, I warned everyone, he doesn't have the base to own. He is in a ceiling side and he will get scores. But he, he's the kind of player that can score three tries and get you 90. Mm.
0: That's it. You can start with either, did you, Oh uh,
2: No, my name's not Timmy O. No. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, and yeah, his numbers for playing for the Broncos last year, you couldn't take it on, on board because you know we, we had fifty points scored against us every single game. Um, but when you look at the work rate, he was never giving anything coming back. You yeah. thought maybe you know what Craig Bellamy's you know is an amazing coach. You thought that he'd transform him into some some way, but at the end of the day, I think he's just that guy. Um, he's going to get paid 400 grand to dive five feet out, and that's that's his job. Yeah. Um, well,
0: if you look back at the past, when Ado Carr was there, and when he was first started playing for Melbourne, he was like just a typical fast, speedy winger, and that's all he was. And it took a long time for Bellamy to get him right. But he's actually got a head on his shoulders now. You watch him; he doesn't make those stupid decisions anymore. And he got that over time with Bellamy as the coach. It didn't happen overnight. Took a long time for him to do that, and now he's like, and I hate to say Adokar is one of the best wingers in the game. The way he plays, very really smart that game,
1: but well, he's not super coach relevant, he's, he's not, he not relevant, right? He doesn't have to do anything anymore, anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they can't pass the ball that far out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like I'm saying, like, yeah, it's one of those things but yeah, Bellum is going to do great things, we're I mean, not going to just click his fingers and make it happen, it's going to take time. And he will be a good winger, uh, but whether it even translates like to coach is a different story. So I can't read either. All right, moving on. Uh, next one here, and I don't agree with it, but I guess I understand why is Snyder uh, getting sold right now, I'm guessing, for Taff to free up some cash to get Cleary. So uh, I think, yes, you can't have Schneider, Taff, Cleary. You can't have them all. So I guess this is where was making way for, Glenn.
1: If you can afford to hold Schneider and have Cleary, do it. If you need to get Tafe to get to Cleary, then do it. You know, I mean, if I owned Teddy down there, and I, I mean, if you, if I had Snyder and I had Tedesco, I'd be selling Tedesco to Tafe, and then I'd be looking at whoever my other half was to get them and hold him because he is going to play round thirteen. He is got, mo- he has got money to make, and I, I he's averaging quite well. He's, in, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a beast. I, yeah. I really like what I see from him. But having said that, his job security is not great. Fogarty will be back and he will be moved on. So, I mean, yeah, I I would not be selling him unless it's in order to help you get Cleary or to Cleary.
0: Yeah, true. Rod, your thoughts, mate? Uh, I'm keeping him. Um,
2: And it's probably just the point that I'm 10 grand short, so sell him to get Cleary this week. Um, So, but if I had 10 more grand in the bank going into this week, then, you know, Snyder would be a sell to Cleary. Uh, it's just that I'm not using the boost to, to make it happen.
0: So yeah. I find if you are, uh, for example, if um, if Cleary gets 100 points, which is very likely, um, he goes up about, I think it's 10 grand, 12 grand. And then the break even of Snyder is, I think, two. So if he gets about, it's going to be a tough one against the Panthers. But if he gets even uh, 30, he goes up about probably 15 grand. So that gets you about three grand closer. So I don't see a being. Holding a week is going to be an issue. They're both going to go up very similar in cash as well. So that could be an option there. Hold on for one more week at least.
1: And the harder the opponent, the more base, better base he has. Yeah.
2: I think I, I think he will, you know, I think he will, let's put it at the end of the show like we did last week, but I reckon mm. he'll, you know, he'll, he'll score a good 50 this week.
0: Yeah, I like that. If he, if he gets 50, which is projection, he's going to go up about, I think it's 30K, which yeah. then closes that gap for you to get him next week. Uh, and that's only if Cleary gets 100 points, which is not guaranteed to get. Um, he, Cleary's could just get his break even and say the same price, 84 break even. So could actually happen. And I'll, if I had 84 from my halfback, I wouldn't be upset. So, all right. Uh, moving on to the next one, we have uh, Josh King uh, made some good money. Everyone's selling it. It's 462K now. So that's a good little price rise from him. Is now time to sell, Glenn?
1: Yeah, it is, mate. He, his break even is pretty much near what he's averaging and that's usually a good indicator for when to sell not always but for me it is i think josh king's done his job we had him there i mean it, he was the ideal second uh, player alongside has he, he got lucky with a couple of tries um that's inflated his price for us i think that now's the time to sell before he starts going backwards again
0: yeah uh, I, I was one of the I, I kept i was so angry i missed the boat on getting him in and i just kept delaying saying, no, I can't get in this week, I missed the boat. And then he'd go big again. And then I kept, kept pushing off and it just yeah frustrated the hell out of me. But like it wasn't even just his tries so like you watch the game for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden he's done like ridiculous amount of hit ups. He's on 25 points and you're like what did he do? He just is just his work rate was just through the roof. But then other games, he'd score a try, but his work rate wasn't there. It was really inconsistent, I noticed. But I think he's done a good job. I think he was that perfect guy to have at the start of the year. Unfortunately, I missed out on him. Uh, Broad, mate, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I was one to start him. Um, I've got him. I've kept him this week just because I've got other, other problems. Um, I don't think I'm going to play him this week. Uh, but again, I don't think he's going to lose any money or... Sorry, he's not a, he's not a big priority for me to get rid of this week but you know if if your team is that good that you can get rid of him uh, then then all means then I think you should
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he's definitely not a priority sell because he's like you said he's averaging his average is the same as his break even but a lot of people are trying to find ways to build that cash to get to the to the guns and he's a perfect way to do that right now but if you have other other issues you want to deal with you definitely can hold him for another week if you need to but he's definitely a good option to sell um, and to f- close the top five off, the uh, 4 uh, 4.99. 99 um, another one I missed out on, but I was about to trade him in and he went crap. So lucky me. Um, you, do you all agree on trading out Firma, Glenn?
1: No, I don't. He's a round um, 13 by round player. And with the amount of injuries we've had at centre wing, I think that, I mean, if you're playing him in the second row, I can understand why people are doing that. But if you've got him at centre wing, you know, he's a fifth option. You know, you don't have to play him every week. Just hold him on your bench and have him as that buy round player. Um, no, I don't think he's a sell. Uh, if that's break-even was to sneak up a little higher, then I might consider it, you know, upgrading him to someone or even downgrading to someone like a Lukey. If Lukey's spot's consistent, you know, it's um, but one for one. You know, you're still getting a buy round player and you're getting some cash back. So that's what you're doing, yeah, sure. But I just think people got to keep in mind, don't keep trading out by round players. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm looking at keeping Schneider again, just because I think he's ideal to have in that play round. But like, for me, Ferma is like, if you're going to trade out Ferma you're trading, especially if you have him in the center wing, you're essentially trading at an Aiken. You've got that solid base. aiken has been getting lucky with a few tries recently. Well, he's got that solid base. And and we know Ferma can cross the line. Yeah, he runs a very good line. Um, so I think it's just because they just take turns on going left and right, Titans. That's why Feeder's going hard now, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Firma is a solid base. If you're going to center wing there, if you had someone like Aiken and you had Firma in your center wing, and then fill your other couple of spots up with some high ceiling guys, it's a great, you could, great finishing team almost, like, yeah. So, Brad, your thoughts on trading out Firma?
2: Oh, uh, um, pretty sure I bought him a couple of weeks ago when he started having his bad little run, yeah. Um, but I also own Fifi, so it kind of compensates each other. I've got both of them. The only problem is uh, right now is that I've got him in my second row. Um, so when I'll be looking to make my trades um, and sell on those centre wings that have come out of the starting team, uh, he'll be going and pushing back to the centre wing. I'm not playing him this week. Um, I'll probably go to butt against the Cows because um, so I see a couple of tries being leaked, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Um, there's one play. Oh, this is going to be very highly contentious. This is more of a uh, FYI. We all saw how bad Puppenhausen's ankle was um, after his injury. And there is an issue because he's playing the very last game of the round. Yeah. So this is something we need to keep an eye on, guys. I remember the physio came out with really cool things. And these are normally like, uh, the bite, the bark's worth in the bite. Can be very painful, um, but uh, often not too bad. But then the very similar injury happened to uh, Simpkins. Um, it looked a lot worse that one, unfortunately. Um, but then he put a saying that it could be potentially a three to four week thing. So I'm just a bit, yeah. I, I, I think Simpkins was named again this week, too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hoping that it's all right. I just want to make sure to keep an eye on that um, Puppenhausen news as the week goes on. Obviously, if we hear anything, um, we'll post in our group. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a bit of a worry there. And he's a, uh, I know he's not a sell, but his break evens also 176 as well. So he's about to lose a lot of money as well. Um, but yeah, if you don't, plan on selling him ever then i don't see why he would be a trade but just something to keep an eye on anyway guys so Um, here's
1: a bit of advice to people if you do own josh king don't play him this round that if you own pappenhausen that way you can have the r on pappenhausen if pappenhausen is out and we get that information late you can at least play josh king for him. i mean i know he doesn't offer the ceiling but at least you're getting a player that's playing as opposed to a um an npr or an ae sorry that could get you a, a lower score you know what i mean so just something to consider. If you're if in a position to do that, which I am, I've got Lolo and Haas, so I can put King on the bench and opt to leave him out of my side. Um, play someone like Tuolagi, not a pretty matchup, but it's still at least you're getting that safety. And yeah. hopefully by then we'll know.
0: Hopefully Tuolagi can stay on the field for a full game. Another one, that way at least he gets his base up there. <laughs> the kid's got so much talent. He just keeps getting hit in the head or, yeah, a bit sore. I don't know. He's poor bugger. He's just a great-looking player to watch. So hopefully he gets some more minutes and stays healthy. Is there any other players you guys would consider trading out this week if you had?
1: Um, No, not really. Oh, (laughs) we (laughs) got.
2: Anyone that starts on my team in centre wing would be a great one to start with.
1: So a couple that haven't been mentioned, I guess, is Sawali. um, he's been named for the Roosters at 250K this week. I know it is. I mean, it's only his second game, so you can wait till next week to get him. But if your bench is looking a little thin and you don't have money to get it and you've got someone like a Smith, a Schiller or a Fayali or I don't know, whoever you've got there and they're not playing on I mean, someone like that, then that's a straight swap to him. Or if you need money elsewhere and you think, where can I get money from? You know, maybe one of those centre wings you can go down to, uh, to Suwali. I'm still on a bit risk... Uh, weary of their job security though with them roosters. They're, they're being shuffled around a bit too at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, and there's another question I was going to ask because I'm, I'm sure the viewers would probably want to know as well. There's a nice little cheapie there at Manly um, on, on his third game now. Uh, what do we all think about his job security? Do you reckon Koala gets that or do you reckon is earned the head his spot over merit?
2: Well, Koala so they've trimmed the squad down into the 19. Uh, Koala's still uh, seeing outside the reserves, um, so still in the 19. Um, and I think Koala will be picked over him if Koala's fully fit. So I think they're giving him every chance, and if he does come out, it will be for Koala tomorrow.
1: So that's the million-dollar question that we're asking ourselves. So Deshazer does play a little bucks and breaks sometimes, but the bigger issue is that apparently I read that Koala had a HIA protocol and because it's such a short turnaround, he wasn't able to back up. I don't know how true that is. But if that is true to that, that could be the possibility reason as to why he isn't playing this round. But, um, you know, it's frustrating when we bring in them 170K players and then they just drop out. It, it's mm. it's well, He's horrible. still there,
2: Glennie. He, he's still there on the... In the, get the first
1: card. Yeah, well, that's Sorry. good. So, chances are he could come in. I mean, you know, it is it is Des Hasler.
0: And the, the good yes. news there as well is that he... Um... He plays the first game. Yep. So, but that's also the... Uh, this is the part that I have issue with because I know there's a short turnaround for the Manly series, And I don't know why they named cooler if he wasn't going if, to... If, because of the short turnaround. Why would they name him in the first place? So uh, that's one of, my, one of my concerns. And if he doesn't pass these HIA protocols and Tupuluta gets named, do we think that Tupuluta loses that spot next week when he will pass? So this is a tricky one because a lot of people are going to fall for this. And I, I, even I'm confused as to who gets that spot because I know that cooler is more of a centre and potentially a fullback rather than a winger. So this is what, what my concern is more is are people going to fall into that trap of getting Tupulutur in um, or should we just hold off?
1: And neither are played this week anyway. I mean, they're up against Sharks, which yeah. is one of the best defensive sides in the comp. Uh, who are especially versus
0: centre wing, uh, versus centre wing, they're the best defensive side in the country. That's
1: right. So yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't be um, playing either any, either or. But if you do need cash, I mean, it is an option, and he does play the buy round. You know, I mean, that mainly you don't lose a lot to the origin, apart from Gerbo DCE and Turbo, uh, Turbo, sorry, Turbo Gerbo and DCE that I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah, yeah they won't lose many backs.
0: Yeah, so this is more of a uh, warning. So if you are looking at, if even if Cooler doesn't get named this week because he didn't pass HIA, for those that are actually interested in getting two polluter in, just be very much warned that he may drop out next week just because Cooler is there, just waiting to get that HIA clearance.
1: I would name both.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's another thing as well. You probably have to go Cooler to him if that was the case, which is just silly because like you'd be going back and forth like Hazard will. But
2: the good thing is that. You know, if there's any coaches out there that you can probably bank on, Des is probably the one that's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, you know, he's not he's not like the man at the Roosters who will swap and change. You know, three or four different players come come game game day. Um, he's he's got Koala there, and I reckon he's just given him every single opportunity to pass that because yeah. we all know how much he he likes him and, and has talked him up preseason. So yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, well, we'll discuss a few strategies here. So I'm trying to think of strategies for myself. I'm still pretty low in the rankings, around 39,000K. Um, so my strategy, you kind of touched on it earlier, was to start trading down a few of my players that are either I'm not using or trying to cash in to other players and start to build up a bit of a bank on the side there so I can start getting in those bigger guns like Cleary and um, – yeah, like even I, I'm still stuck on Starling and, um, and uh, Randall at the moment in the hooker position as well. I was like very lucky last week that Starling did quite well, and so did Randall. Um, and I think I'll be keeping Starling uh, up through the buy round. Um, I think he's doing a very good job for me, plus, he plays that round 13. Um, and I'll be there is a scenario this week where I can trade out Teddy to Taft and then also get um, Randall up to Grant or Cook. And that was the scenario I put in, but then I looked at Randall's break even and it's pretty low. So I might have to just stick with these guys for a bit longer. So I think all I'm going to do is build up some cash over the next week or two and just start, I've only used one boost this, this year so far. So I've still got plenty of boosts I can use there as well. So I might just start building up some cash and then boost up maybe two in a row moving forward and get those uh, big guns in. Uh, any, any ideas there, Glenn, that um, anyone pretty low on the ranks could uh over the next couple of weeks, put in a bit of a strategy to get um, ahead?
1: I think there's a few good centre wings going around at the moment. You know, players like Ronaldo, uh, Mulatalo, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, um, Ramian, um, Katoa, Hanville Graham, AJ, um, Crichton, May, Tago. So, I mean, if you really wanted to um, go. Um, something different you could play five six even seven centre wings if you're if you're behind and you're looking at away I mean most good sides have built their forwards up now where they've got two hookers or four halves and a good second row set so they're very unlikely to be playing more than four at worst you know five centre wings so that's one area where I think you could really look to to um, get ahead on the competition.
0: Yeah, well, um. Any plans for you, Broad? That you're going to try. I know you've already mentioned it. Get those pods in there. Um. Any other specific plans you'd think of? Um. To try to get back and catch the crowd.
2: Yeah, I've uh, got some some plans this week. Uh. Got a stinky VC. Um. That I'm sure no one will be able to pick, uh, apart from obviously probably you two that I've told.
0: Yeah, I think there'll be about zero point zero 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 one percent vice captain there, and there'll be just below broad. I think there's will like-
1: zero, zero point one percent ownership. <laughs>
0: ownership. Let, let's, let's not get too much
2: out there, Glenny. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm in the position now that I need to, I need to risk a couple of vice captains slash mm-hmm. captains. Um, if I can pull a couple off, then I can, you know, I can be back around the pack and, and then play safer. Um, but I need to do something to what I've been doing. I used to be the podmaster and I went away from this year and it's Cosby. Mm. You know, normally, I would have started with you know, Kelly, you know, probably the lower-owned players apart from a couple.
0: In the, past like, was, in the past, it was always like everyone jumped on NoFo at the end of the year and you had him the whole year as well. That was one of the yeah. biggest ones and he was always so good.
1: I think another way you can get points too is that VC... I mean, you really watch the matchups. You mean like the Sharks and the Broncos? I mean, the Broncos playing possibly a depleted Dogs. The Sharks who are just on fire. The Storm playing the Warriors. You know, the the Rabbitohs playing the Tigers possibly. Although be cautious there. The Tigers are actually the fourth best defensive side in the comp. Uh, Panthers playing the Raiders, oh, win one game and look at him, mate. No, but we're falls <laughs> off the bottom of the table and side. starts. Before that game, we were still the fourth best defensive side. It's just that we can't put on points, and we still can't put on points. We just defend well, and um, so that's my point. Is that so? You might not get the ceiling you think you will uh, in a side like that. You might from a cook or someone like that. But the point of the the, the comment is that that VC, you know, you go someone like a tala guy or Mulatalo or you know or hinds, um, you know, stags. There's quite a few options out there to VC that's different to everyone else. You know, um, you know, some of them will be obviously options, but
0: yeah. Well, one thing that I've actually been doing is rather than using the VC as a risky option, I've been using my VC as a secondary captain option that I think it could be like, for example, uh, last week I went um, for Theta, thinking that he'd be a great captain option as well. So essentially, instead of uh Throwing away my VC that could be on someone that has a high ceiling or so low base, I will literally throw it on a guy that I think would be worthy of a captain choice. It essentially, it essentially gives me two shots at being a captain. So I'm not being risky, but I'm also getting... If you know, Favita got 120 last week, I decided to loop him before um, he went up to 120. But a little trick, I had a look at all how many offloads he made and all of them were effective. So I knew he was going up a little bit. Didn't expect him to go up to 120, but uh, I'll take
1: it. Your trick
0: uh, was asking me. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I try to stick very vanilla with my VCs, but um, like safer options, but you, options that you know can still go above 100. So normally I wouldn't loop anything below 120, 125, but I think this year you, you can afford to do that. And especially my lowest score is 31, uh, which is more than loopable. So I, I know I'm pretty safe. I've got very, no know way nightmares on the bench. Yeah. I think my worst one is Leo Thompson. He's getting 30 every single week. So that was one of the, my little strategies I've been doing there. Uh, moving uh, forward. Just, sorry, Brad.
2: Just obviously talking about that. So top five VCs players this week so far. So Nico Hines is number one. Yep. Um, next one surprised me. Brian Puppehausen. Puppies at 7.8. So you know
0: a lot of people haven't changed their team, mate. That's what it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And then you got Tylen May, David Fafita, and then obviously a, a one that I like is is Payne Haas um, against that team. And then the top five captains, is Puppy at twenty percent, Nathan Cleary at ten, Nico Hines at nine, Mitchell Moses at eight, and then people are strong with Teddy
1: at six. I'm quite fortunate this round because my NPR actually plays in the very last game. It's handy. Yeah. Oh.
2: I've got seven of them, blend, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't help, mate. I just basically think maybe I could VC Cleary and still take the risk on Pappenhausen. That way I can play him. And if he is out, well, then mm. I can just loop there. And, if, you know, if not, I can still play it. Anyway, it's interesting. You, with VCs, guys? you can really reward go. you. I stuffed it last week, taking it off Cook, and it hurt. And I was at the game. So annoying. And I
2: stuffed it up by not looping Fifi and. Keeping it
1: on uh, Teddy. Ah, was it you that messaged me? One of you messaged me and said, Should I loop? I said, Yes, do it 100%. I said, He said three or four offloads. He's going to upload like 10 or 15. And um, yeah.
2: Only reason I did this because I still had a moan last week. Um, yeah, well, that'll hurt. But I still would have been 100 points better off if I looped.
1: Yeah, that's right. You, I think sometimes you just got to take it if it's over 100 plus. I was just
2: thinking yeah. that, you know, at least Teddy could go at least 80.
1: Yeah. Well, so did we all. You know, that's why I took it off and put it on May and went Teddy. I thought, you know, I tipped him 120 plus last week on the pod. And I mean, it was just disappointing. I mean, and I mean, I was still worried too, he's going to lose that try assist the way Talakai got a a try assist that I don't think was one. When you look at what Tedesco did and Hines did, it was on uh, Moylan and uh, Tedesco, sorry, they're almost identical plays. But yet Talakai gets it paid, but the um, one outside Teddy didn't. So, I uh, can't even remember who it was. But either way, I mean, Ty actually had a video of them both, and they're almost identical plays, the ones that Moylan did and uh, Tedesco did.
0: Yeah, one thing I will say is last year with uh, the, the try assist the way they've scored them, was actually really good. Last year, it was always like if the fullbacks did the sweeping run, he'd oh, get the uh, try assist yeah. But this year, it's just hit and miss. Everything's different. It's yeah. just... Keep it the way it was. Uh, I, I, I there shouldn't be any subjection. This is the only fantasy sport where there's subjection to, um, it's yeah, yeah. So I don't know, I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, I won't go on too much about it. But, um, did we have the bold prediction from last week written down? Because I, I can remember what I said, so I'm going to tell you my bold prediction from last week. I think I went styling to 100. And I think you got 84, so I'm not too far off. I said Cleary to go 120-plus, which that actually worked all right. And I won't talk about Teddy 150. That was my last one there, so that was a bad one. So I thought I'd say one out of three for me. Do you remember yours, Rod?
2: Um, I went against Glenn with um, Grant. Harry Grant, yeah. I don't know what numbers we said.
0: I think you said 100-plus on Harry Grant. Uh, Uh, I think... Glenn
1: probably 55. said under sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said Cook over, and I said Grant under. Yeah.
2: So, so we're in the middle between us um, yeah.
1: with Grant. That uh, wasn't oh, a no, try, said- by the way. Let's get let's get on that. That Grant try, Do either of you agree that that was a try?
2: Where well, he dived over,
1: and he was held up, and then he slipped along his wrist, and then pushed the ball down. Yeah, try all day, mate. Oh, yeah, because you owned him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at that game because I mean I I said to myself I don't think versus Sharks that he gets over sixty five and you take that try out of it and he gets what forty five but what do you end up on 80? 84, 84. Yeah, yeah so take a try and line break out of that that's twenty eight you know what I mean like I I, I just think it. it was a try it was a try yeah well, it was it <laughs> was given in the game but how many options do we see that and yeah. then Cook Cook was my bold prediction I think Cleary and grand under from memory I know Cook was definitely one of them yeah, I other said, one was, other one was, Fifi was like, going over yeah. the other one was what Fifi was
0: said going Fifi over I Fifi was going to go, go 100
2: 110 plus Fifi mm-hmm.
0: um, and your last one was uh have one of your players did any of them get injured for more than eight weeks
2: uh, no but
1: <laughs> two of them got dropped so
0: <laughs> it's even it's worse at least if they're injured they know they're coming back
1: so,
0: yeah. so. <laughs> oh good
1: So, you want our predictions for
0: this week? I'll be on the spot again. So, I literally didn't think of anything. So, um, I'm going to go Stags sub-50.
1: Yeah,
0: because I think that half pairing might screw him over a little bit. I'm going to go Cleary to not get his break even, which is 84. Uh, This is all hopeful. This is all hopeful. (laughs) Um, And last one, I will go i got go find someone on my team so I can. Um, uh, styling. no, he won't get over anything. I <laughs> think it's, like it's Panthers. <laughs> um, um, all right, I'm trying to get one into my team. Uh, I'll go, yeah, I'll go Heinz 120 plus first game. Who's next
1: 100 plus again.
0: You know, I think I, I like Cook a lot. I, I went in one of my drafts and I think I was, a, I was in a captaining, but I realized I was no captain in that draft. And that was my fault. I made that draft. So,
1: And I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm not going to do it again. And I was going to say Dylan Brown also 80 plus.
2: All right. Here we go. My vice captain, <laughs> will, uh, people that will play me, we'll, we'll see it later. My <laughs> vice captain will go 100 plus this week. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that, who else am I going to say about my team is, let's
1: go, let's go Fairball's
2: going to go 65 plus.
1: Yep. And just because Glenn hates it, Grant will go eighty-five plus. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go him under sixty-five again. But it's first the Warriors. But Anzac games can be quite different. They, uh, you know, they they're very usually tight contests because there's a lot of emotion involved with Australia versus New Zealand kind of flavour to it. But um, yeah, I was going to buy Grant last week, remember? And I ended up buying Moses, and I'm glad I did still because. Even though he outscored him by about 15 points, it gave me the opportunity to get to Cleary, which is what I wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's pretty much to everything up. Do anything else we want to talk about before we move on? No, that's it. All right, guys. Let's talk about our vice-captain. I know Brod's probably not going to say what his vice-captain is. Uh, so last, Brod, what your captain is looking like, mate.
2: Yeah, so our captains. You know, are we probably between... Puppy um, or Fifi, uh, to be honest. Um, come back next week and I'll choose someone completely different <laughs> just to screw my team over. But, you know, if, if Puppy gets, gets named as the week goes on, then I'll, I'll probably go him. But otherwise, I like Fifi. Um, he's in these strides and they're, they're knowing how to play him. So... Mm.
1: Cool. Glenn, your thoughts, mate? Uh, VC, Hyde, C, Cook for me. Okay, I like that.
0: Uh, I'm going to probably go a little bit left field, but not too left field. So I'm going to go VC on Fafita again. And then I'm going to put the captain on Munster. I like Munster against the Warriors. I think he'll do a really good job. So um, that may change as the week goes on, as we all change our minds. But I really like Munster this week as a captain against the Warriors. Mm. So uh, let's talk about trades, guys. Um, What kind of trades are you looking at there, Glenn?
1: So I've got two options. One is to go to Stags and Moses to Cleary, yep. or the other one is, and that means that I have to move Koala down to my fullback for a round, just for one round, and I'd have 180k. But the more likely scenario is that I go Tedesco to go to Tafe, Moses to um, Cleary, and then bring in Stags with the third trade. So I'd be bringing in Cleary, Stags, and Tafe all in one, uh, one go. Awesome.
0: And um, Broad, I know you're not going to say one of your trades, but uh, any other trades you're going to do this week, Megan? Yeah,
2: so uh, Teddy out for Taff. I um, got my other trade. Um, and I am, I am looking at a third. Um, and it, it, it is that Stags one um, mm-hmm. into my center wing, which would mean that I would have a full full center wing. Um, which I don't have at the moment, as I'll be a couple of days in there, which isn't the worst thing because all my players are, you know, 40-plus sitting on my bench, so I'm not not too worried if if that's what I need to do this week. It'll just depend as the week goes on, I think. I'll see how these first couple
1: of games go. Yeah, I've lost seven centre wings. This is my seventh one this round. phenomenal.
0: All my trades I'm looking at, I'm just looking at getting... Look at, looking at getting rid of the dead wood there. So I've got Billy Smith and Russell. I uh, will be trading out to Suwali, and, um, and I'm going to bring May down and look at... Um, I haven't decided yet on a second row, but I need to get someone there to try and cut some dead wood as well as uh, build some cash up. Um, I had about 12 different options going before. So one of my options was to go Schneider out to Taft, which would uh, free me up enough cash to turn uh, Valet, my enough into Stags. So that would actually clean up my team, give me some more depth. Um, So I'm more than likely going to use three trades this week, but um, yeah, really unsure on where they're going to go because I just can't pull the trigger on selling uh, Tedesco or Schneider. And for good reason, I think. I think think I'm leaning more towards selling Tedesco purely because Schneider plays the buy until he's going to be out of that buy period anyway. So which works out in my favour, free up more cash. So,
1: And Teddy's leaking badly.
0: Exactly, yeah. So um, I think I might go, it more than likely will be Teddy to taff and then that will free me up enough cash to get stags. um, and then also Swali in there as well. But I think I can wait on Swali a week as well. Especially yeah. I've got Russell who's on the bench there. I can keep him one more week. He's not losing any cash and get Swali next week. And if Swali was to get injured this week, uh, knock on wood, um, then I'd miss out on that injury because there's already been a few injuries in that center spot anyway this year so all right guys uh, any other things before we want to head off
1: no i think that's pretty much covered for this week
0: awesome guys all right until next week guys peace out
1: cheers guys i want to win i want
0: that trophy i want that trophy I want that trophy.